Hey everybody, welcome to episode, um, yeah, so this is not going to be a regular episode. We, <laughs> I'm here with Benjamin Corin, aka my husband, aka the greatest chef, aka my best friend and buddy. Right, right, yeah, I think, I think that's enough, I think that's enough. <laughs> We were debating uh, whether there's going to be a baby boom after this or like a divorce boom after this because like people must be going nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Um, but I, I'm glad this coronavirus time is giving me the opportunity to bond with my husband. And actually, we thought of this idea like, you know what? This is our opportunity to make a podcast together. So thanks, Corona. Coronavirus, thank you for a lot of things. <laughs> so, Ben, um, guys, my husband, Benjamin, I call him Benji, and Ben... I have a lot of names, apparently. <laughs> I call him Ben when I'm like, I need him urgently. <laughs> he doesn't think it's urgent, but there's it's different. Urgent. There's different... My name is different in different situations. Yeah. Like, if she's angry at me, it's Benjamin. No, like, Benjamin. No, no, there's different... There's a... Uh, People call me different names. As long as you call me, that's all that matters. Um, I want to talk about... You know, wait, can I plug you? No, nah, plug me at the end. It's fine. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> what, am I, what am I plugging? Like, what, my seven followers on my other <laughs> <laughs> social media things? Like, I'm so not active in this stuff. But um, basically, yeah, we're, we're all in the same boat here. Um, it's been pretty crazy. I actually did something really interesting today. I left my apartment just because there was, you know, four kids crying at home and my wife crying at home. And uh, I went to my car and I'm like, honey, I just need to go get something. And I just sat in my car and just like closed my eyes for 10 minutes. It was amazing. Um, I got to start doing that more. But yeah, the, uh, the virus is... I'm like, bad, where are you? Yeah, I got chewed out. But um, whatever, the virus has been pretty bad. You all know that. Um, we're just, we asked our kids before bed, like, guys, what do you think of all this? And my son, Yoni, was like, Abba, he's, he's like six years old. He's like, Abba, I feel like a prisoner. And I felt so bad for him. I'm like, I'm trying to always like put a positive spin on it. Like, don't you see that this is like Passover, you know, like preparing us for Passover and what we went through. And, and Yeah. And so it, can I interrupt you? I'm going to interrupt yeah. you. So like you just said positive spin. I feel like too many people are like, trying to, like, do a positive spin out of this already, and I'm like, okay, honey, like, chill chill out. Like, I'm not there yet. I'm still, like, mourning. I'm still, like, processing this, and, like, I don't know. I just can't hear people be like, no, we have to see the good in this. This is good for us. And, like, I see what they mean, Ben, but, like, at the same time, let me process this, you know? This is heavy. Yeah, but, you know, just homeschooling, like, I don't think we'll ever be able to get over this like it's just night it's a nightmare and um let's just call it what it is and honestly I, I I don't have any words for it it's just insane and my like just kids screaming yelling and they're sitting in front of a screen all day and then they want to switch to tv and then they want to switch to the ipad and it's just non-stop it's yeah. controlling all of these kids and I have to do work on top of it you know and I have to do work and I need my like yeah, stability but I mean, I do see what people say about, like, this is forcing us to stop and, like, 
not run around. Maybe this is an opportunity for us to really bond with our children, bond with each other that we're usually so rushed, rushed in the morning, but now like we get to sleep in. Like this morning we woke up a little bit on the later side, which was nice. Yeah, but I think our kids like hate us. Why? Not, I oh, mean, come on. No, but like, whatever. They're just like, they, they want to get out in the world and see other things, other people. And I think they're... Yeah, but they know it's that it's not them. from us. They know it's that. It's getting to them. And uh, yeah, of course not. But uh, honestly, like, I think Corona's probably better than homeschooling. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not going to go God that forbid. far. I'm just joking. Guys, you don't know me No, right homeschooling's not that bad. Actually, we were just listening to Ellie Chevalis, the therapist, and she actually brought a new light to homeschooling, so... Yeah, you guys should listen to that. That was actually pretty no, that was, reassuring. That was interesting. But, so, yeah. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are interestingly, you know, getting people through this, which is humor and memes. And I think that's what we're, we're going to be telling our grandchildren, like what we did during this time, which is really like weird. And I, I won't mention it because I know you have like a very religious crowd. I mean, some of the people listen, so I won't go into detail, but there's like a, there's a black man meme that's been going around. It's It, it was very crude and... It's getting annoying. It's getting annoying, but it's actually like now it's just it's, <laughs> helps us it, it's, go it, through. It helps people go through it, and we see how many <laughs> chats it's going through. The most surprising chats. So, anyway, enough I, is enough. I, enough is enough. But we're we're just like we're ready to get back to reality. And honestly, I was thinking like, I know it's a terrible thing to say. It's not PC, but like if we just quarantine all the elderly, and just go about our lives and live. I, I don't mind having the sniffles and having a. you know, a little bit of a headache. Yeah, a but the problem bit. is, I don't know if you saw like the video of this. British woman. Yeah. Who she wasn't she wasn't old. She was in her thirties. Yeah, there's conflicting reports. And I'm sure there's some some cases of people with like um, you know, immunocompromised. Yeah, Yeah, and people don't even know what they have. There's people who don't know what they have and it affects them. Exactly, but how much longer is this gonna because right now I don't I just don't see it. Oh, if we get out in May, I'll I'll be happy because from the way it's going, like People are saying this is going to take like four months, three to four months. So I'm prepa- I'm basically preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. I don't yeah. know. Guys, That's like guys, my if I sound very uh, negative, um, if you know me, you'll know I'm just a sarcastic guy, and uh, I know it's a very touchy subject right now. But uh, we're all just trying to get through this, and honestly, um, like what Karen was saying, it's it's been really nice to be with. My family, if I can speak for myself with my kids, my wife, even though 90% of the day we're just like attached to our phones because we're just constantly reading updates, we're constantly being bombarded. We miss Yeah, but fa- I'm taking care of that part yeah, of myself. You, you, you're definitely I doing that. I a lot but, of chats. But I, I have to do it for work, obviously. Um, I actually work in the healthcare, uh, in the healthcare profession, um, you know, with nursing homes and hospitals. So um, now I kind of have to just lay low and do everything by phone um which has been an adjustment but yeah it's just been it's been pretty wild yeah uh, i'm wondering like what the world is going to look like once this is finished because i'm wondering like are people going to still shake hands we come from the persian community are people going to kiss each other hello right i think that part of life is going to change and i actually am do you really think so though yeah i do and i think you think persians are going to stop kissing each other come on 100 it's like no the younger generation it's not going to be it's just like, we, we understand the dangers of germs and how it spreads. And I think, like, if there's anything we can take from, you know, Asia is, is the bowing, right? Like, uh, 
Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's, I think, a great thing. I've never liked it. If you, you remember. Or like a salute with like your hand. Yeah, whatever, or something. something, but just not too touchy touchy. If you notice, like, maybe this is like a conspiracy theory, but I really think that, like, why is it so widespread in Italy? Like, mm-hmm. Italy is a very touchy culture. We, you know, well, they're also the Italian old mom. people. Both, they of, would, us, both yeah. of us have Italian mothers. And we know that that culture is very like, you know, the double kiss, the hugging. It's very, very Physically touchy. affectionate. Physically affectionate. And then you have, you know, most, they don't procreate a lot in Italy. So a lot of, it's very customary. It's part of their culture for people to live with their parents until a, a very old age. So they're right. exposing them to it. Um, I mean, America is getting it at high numbers right now, so... Yeah, we don't know yet. We don't know what the numbers really are because we mm-hmm. don't know how many people haven't been tested. But in Italy, we see the numbers are very high. And again, it has a lot, they're, they're big, in, big on smoking in their culture. Right. Um, and this is similar to Iran. So we're Iranian, but like, so... Ooh. Bench, like, this doesn't make sense. Makes like, sense. Like, why? <laughs> this is the first time that it's like in a hundred years that we have a global pandemic. This is insanity. Like honestly, people are. I feel saying, like we're in a movie. People, we're in a people, movie. People are saying that Mashiach is coming, but honestly, I think I that's, don't get that. I, no, no. no. I'll be honest with you, I really think that it's the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's what it is. It's not. Sorry, guys. Sorry to burst your bubble, but that's what it is. But uh, like, what does that even mean? I mean, do, Ben, do you believe in Mashiach? Yeah, of course. I mean, but what what is your idea of what Mashiach is? Well, I think. It's a very well. Actually, our rabbi Rabbi Ben Chaim put out a video today, which is a very, very important message to people. I think I get why people are spreading it around um, because they they want to believe, and you know if it gives them hope, and I think that's a good thing. But sometimes they're taking they're it makes if it makes like a mockery out of Judaism. Why? Or, why would or, it make a mockery? Well, people out of are Judaism? starting to try to find like predictions in ancient texts and rabbis' commentaries and try to like stretch things out and splice them and gematrias and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, we've had so many like false messiahs throughout throughout history mm-hmm. that like it's it's always backfired. And I think the Maimonidean approach, the Rambam's approach, the Rabbi Ben Chaim said, is that we have an obligation every day to say we believe that there will be Mashiach in our prayers. And but is Mashiach well, a person? Ben? Yeah, it's a person or a time in history. Whatever it is, it, it doesn't matter. It's out of the realm of our understanding, and we shouldn't be like dwelling on it. Like you do your obligation and you move on, and like you know, to believe in it, it's it's important to believe in it. Obviously, these are these are like tenets of Judaism, but at the same time, like obsessing over it or like spreading these nonsensical texts and getting people all fired up and you hear the rabbis talking about... Or what about, like, yeah, like, the the rabbi that we heard the other day that was like, what is this nonsense, shuyot? He was like, you shouldn't... You should still come to shul. You should daven. Well, that's the importance of getting an actual education and not... And, you know, I always say this to people, you know, like, uh, friends of mine who, let's say, would go to, like, uh, a capitalist or something like that. Like, you would go to... You would go to the doctor if you're if you got shot in the arm. You wouldn't drive to the local cabalist. So yeah. I just think when it comes to religious issues, you 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 go to your rabbis. When it comes to matters of the world and science and and uh, civil, you know matters. Yeah, but a lot of people mix you, all that up. Yeah, they do. But you know what it it is what it is. You know, like you gotta just hope that people. I think from this process, from this situation, I should say. With the uh, coronavirus, I think Jews are waking up because we're seeing all these articles that are kind of like exposing the lack of education in the Jewish world mm-hmm. um, in terms of 
the more Haredi um, communities that are completely taking this like a joke or just, deli- you know, like... I mean, there are people schools. in the Haredi communities who, of course, aren't of course, of who course. are very, very no, educated. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to, you know, paint them with a broad brush or whatever you want to call it. But I definitely think that there has been a tendency over the last, I don't know, few centuries for for the religious to kind of the ultra-religious, the ultra-right, um, to kind of um, move away from science and reason and see it almost <coughs> as a threat to Judaism. Right. Whereas, you know, like, we we are more of a, from the Maimonidean point of view where, um, you know, Torah and science and all these things should be embraced as one. We should try to find a common ground. That's, you know, we should be reasonable people before anything else. Derech Eretz Karma Torah isn't just about the way you behave, but it's also like the way of the world. Derech Eretz, like, you have to also have common sense. Common sense comes mm-hmm. before Torah. Right. But it doesn't exclude Torah. It's Kadma le Torah. It means that Torah is part of that, but it must come, common sense must come before. So people have to be a little bit, you know, on their, on their game and, and not just listening. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of outlandish um, videos right now online. I'm not going to name names. It's not important. I'm right. just like rabbis giving people horrible advice right now. Right. And there are plenty of great rabbis out there. Um, we have in our community fantastic rabbis. We have, right. uh, you know, Rabbi Joshua Maruf, Rabbi Eliyahu Ben Chaim, Rabbi Biton, Rabbi Yosef Biton, and so on and so forth. There's pl- but there's out there, you know, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Yeah. And these are, you can tell who the rabbis, who, you know, that are kind of the ones we should be listening to are the ones who are giving reasonable advice. And right. they're, 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 what they're saying is in line with what the experts are saying. Um, I, I feel sorry for the communities that they're being put at risk with, you know, those rabbis. But I think this is going to be a learning experience because over the last few years, sorry that I'm talking so long, I'm ranting. Mm. It's no, midnight it's right now. It's midnight right now. And I'm, I just, had, I just had caffeine and I'm like wired. <laughs> um, but like, you know, over the last few years, we see the Asifa convention, you know, and all these things that are banning smartphones and banning, like Rabbi Sachs actually says something interesting in his discussion with Richard Dawkins. And a few years ago, he had like a Rosh Hashanah interview and he told Richard Dawkins um, the answer, um, forgive me, I'm not saying the exact quote, but he told him, um, you know, the answer to bad religion is good religion, not no religion. Mm. Just like the answer to bad science. is not. Which bad science, by the way, would be like social Darwinism. Right. Right? The answer to that is not, not no, no science, science, it's good science. So, mm-hmm. so, like, there's good Judaism, you know. Unfortunately, it's been hijacked by certain groups, cult groups that are, not always being, not always, uh, they might be not be doing it on purpose, but they've just been indoctrinated. And right. uh, now is an opportunity for people to see, like, listen, you don't have to, like, hide your kids from the world. That's, mm-hmm. That was never a part of Judaism. Judaism was always about embracing the outside world, like, going all the way back to the Babylonian Talmud. We, we, we adopted the names of, to, of our calendar, Nisan, Talmud, these are all the name this is like the same way we adopted the Gregorian calendar in, in America. Right. Um, you know, we've, we adopted the, you know, the Persian calendar, mm-hmm. which was the names of gods of the, you know, ba- the Babylonian Persian culture. And, and we've embraced, we embrace Greek philosophy. Um, and we, we never, we always kind of allowed it to, um, synchronize with Judaism. And we, you know, like that was never a problem. Now all of a sudden it's like this attitude, like, God forbid our kid ends up going to university 
and gets exposed to a, a professor who will challenge his beliefs on Judaism. Right. We should be confident enough and the way we educate our children um, with the right Torah education that they should be able to hold their ground and still be very successful. I think that has a lot to do with people shying away from, you know, uh, university and educating themselves. And I think that's going to, we're going to start seeing changes. So this is going back to what we were talking about, what the world will look like. I can't speak about the world at large, Mm -hmm. but I think the Jewish world, this is a huge wake up call. I mean, the very, very from people have been showing a year. (laughs) This is just like, they don't touch each other. I mean, when they see each other, it's not like they hug each other and shake each other's hands. I mean, the opposite gender, at least. In terms of what? What do you mean? Like you said, like Persians aren't going to... You, you said oh, that. Oh, like, oh, oh. You yeah, know what well, I'm well, yeah, that's... Okay, that's a separate issue. I mean, that's just related to our community. We're from a modern Orthodox community. Um, but I'm talking about, like, the more um, religious right... You know, like the Haredi community, right? Um, or more down the middle, but I think there we will How see changes, and I think them? I think there's going to be a more of a mutual a, a respect that they'll have for um, our let's say our leaders and our rabbis. Usually, that's not really they don't really admire, at least for the most part. I can't speak for all of them, but it's not like it's not like the these rebbes are listening to like Rabbi Sachs has to say, and I'm not saying that. It's going to be a major change, mm-hmm. but I do believe that the the average Jew now is going to be a lot more inclined to have a cell phone, um, a smartphone, and be exposed to a different side of Judaism that was always there, um, and that and is healthy to the world. To it's healthy and balanced. Yeah. Right. Um, what about the economy, Ben? <laughs> like, that, what's going to happen? I'm very to the worried economy? about it. I'm, I'm very worried about it. Um, I think that I'm not an expert at all about this and I'm, I'm hoping that people don't lose their jobs it's happening small businesses and everything all those what's you know, how, how do you think we can like recover from this i don't know but listen every even after the great depression like it took a few years but we recover well at some point we'll be back to to normal i also think our like yes people want to get once we get out of the house finally we're going to want to go crazy and party and shop and, and, and travel shop and travel and do all that but i think that going to take time no but i also i think maybe people might get out of their system but i believe that people will start like their pers- the things that they that they value in life will change really i don't think that, you think so ben yes, i don't know I do. every time a tragedy happens like even after 9-11 Lahabdil, like maybe like four months after 9-11 people were still very somber and everyone was like Teshuva and change their ways, but then like after that, yeah. people just went back this to their normal of, ways. This is a very different type of situation. And everyone always says, Benj, everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna change from this." Like I was talking to a few of my friends the other day, and they're like, "Guys, this is gonna change people. Like this is gonna change humanity. Everyone's gonna like become down to earth now, not care about stupid things." I'm like, eh. "Well, it's forcing people to connect in a certain way that we've never done before. Something at nine eleven." made us connect on an emotional level, but now we're, inter- we're connecting with people on an intellectual level as well because we're having these kind of conversations. We're, we're watching a lot of videos. It's not, and it's not a one-time event. It's, like a, yeah. it's, it's something that's been going on, and it will go on probably for months. Hopefully not. Can you not say that? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I think that's, like, this is like going to lead to some PTSD. People are going to need therapy. Oh, hello. I'm yeah, signing up. Us, probably our children, you know, like... <laughs> 
And and honestly, like, it's a reset button in a way. I think we could look at the positive that. Yeah, you know, I feel like it'll like reboot to, stuff. Yeah, it's forcing us to connect. It's weird, like technology is connecting us to people right that we and besides all the memes but like we're actually at least me and you and i think people we know we're, a lot of people. we're trying to be a little bit productive with how we communicate now besides the obviously we joke around a lot because we're trying to yeah but i'll you know, be honest like i love learning torah like before this corona stuff and this heaviness i needed to like learn torah at least like once a week twice a week but I'll be very honest, over the last week, I just, like, couldn't connect to anything deep or Torah-related because I was just, like, so stuck in my mind and my brain, so clogged up, and I was also, like, very, very angry. And when I'm angry, I just, like, I can't, like, the information, or not even the information, like, the depth and the knowledge and, like, the beauty of Torah and the wisdom just... It couldn't, I don't know, it just couldn't sink in. And you saw me, I was like, I, I need comedy, I need to like laugh, I need to do something light. And then actually tonight for the first time, I listened to not one, not two, but like three Torah classes. And I think I was only able to do that because I allowed myself to like feel my feelings and like do other things that I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, people have to go on their own pace. And again, this is not something that only is affecting Jews or religious Jews. I'm sure you have some listeners who aren't Orthodox. And um, and not just well, Jews, yeah, the entire world. The entire world. Everybody has to cope with this in, in their way that makes them feel comfortable. Like, So people are watching a lot of Netflix. You know, the, I'm sure all those, like, those kind of stocks are going up right now. Yeah. Zoom and everything. Oh, yeah. Obviously, all these... All these uh, amazing apps that are being used. What other companies are doing? I'm going to be joining that. (laughs) But but honestly, going back to the getting, you know, using comedy or using laughter, I think that was like the one thing that I did. I also was the same. I had to veg out and just... Like I need both. I definitely need both. And sometimes I just feel a little bit of a judgment where like, you know, people might look at me and like, oh, like you're religious because like I look a certain way or... Well, you are a college teacher. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course. Like, I do things for the community. I I do observe. I'm observant. Well, you're a human being. And you but know I'm what? human, too. And, like, I have other ways to cope. And, and I way, just feel a little bit of judgment sometimes. Yeah, but who cares? Like, like, honestly, this, since we're living in, you know, World War Z right now, um, <laughs> I really don't care what people think, honestly. Like, we all, we're all, at the end of the day, what it comes down to, and this is what's the most unbelievable lesson that we can learn from this, is that, like, the thing that matters to all of us... Right now. Right now, and people listening, is our own f- immediate families. Our spouses and our children, or if you're single, yourself. Your health. Your health. Your, 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 we're, we're, we're forced to reflect and look within, and honestly, like... Right. I really, I'm not thinking about other, what other people think of me right now, or, or I'm not thinking about, I'm not judging, trying not to judge other people. Yeah. You know, obviously. But that's still happening. I mean. Well, I'm judging the people who are being, you know, irresponsible. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, like, please people. Wait, can you talk about that? Selfish. Can you talk about, th- yeah. How yeah, are people just, being irresponsible? We're just being selfish with how they're acting, like, going out in public places, big crowds. Um, well, I don't think there's any big crowds now, but... Well, there are. There's still some, like, things going on, events. But whatever. No, but, yeah, like, if you're sick, down. even if you have a little headache, you have a sore throat, 
you're coughing or you have a little cold. Oh, it's just a cold. Like, stay home. Yeah. Stay home. But again, I don't want to... Like, this podcast shouldn't even be... People are getting this message everywhere. But this podcast shouldn't even be about that. I'm sure people are who are listening to this are not thinking about, you know, like... They're not looking to us to give them this message because they're getting it everywhere. So I want to not focus so much on the corona aspect of it so much. But I will say this. um, Like, one show that I find to be very funny, it's very silly. Yeah, this is light, guys. This is not like my long-form conversations with everyone. No, no, no. Um, But there's like a show, it was a Fox show, and it came out a few years ago. I think it's still running. Which it's a one? comedy. It's it's pretty clean, I guess, but it, um, it's called The Last Man on Earth. Oh, the, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Too. Yeah, it's 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 a silly show, but it's it's basically like almost like a prophecy where when the show when they wrote the show they said like twenty twenty the the show starts like this twenty twenty the year after the virus and it's the last man on Earth, but he's not like what you'd expect. He's not the kind of guy who's in a like. Who, who you would he's not like Tom think, Hanks. Yeah, he's not Tom Hanks in, in Castaway. Um, he's kind of like a like a doofus. Um, but it's just a very light show. Stuff like that mm-hmm. is really, you know, it's getting me through it. Um, and um, But then else? what about like Torah, Ben? Listen, everybody's got their own thing. I have my own thing. Everybody's got to connect with what, what makes them tick, you know? Like uh, I'm not here to tell anybody what they should and shouldn't listen to or what they should read. Um, I have the things that, that get me excited, but, um, honestly, like... No, but in a, in a religious way, like, what do you think helps people cope? Because, like, I've been listening to Shireem and classes online, and the main things that the rabbis and the rabbinite were saying was that prayer really helps, and, um introspection and Torah learning, then all of these things are very, very valuable during this time. I agree. So I'm, I'm, I've always been, you know me as somebody who, I don't really connect to like the ritual aspects of like prayer and all that. Like that never moved me. Um, although I do it, but it's just like, I, I'm more of a, somebody who like, I get more out of like Hidbota dude or talking to God. Let's just put it that way. Directly with my, in my own words. Um, but that's not really the way I connect that. My, my way of, when I feel like the hair stand up on my arms is like when I read a book, you know, right. when I learn something, when you learn, when I, when I'm learning, when I'm learning, I feel it and it has to be something that's, you know, interesting to me, but everybody has their own, like I'm somebody who connects a lot to, to Tanakh. Like I find a lot of, uh, um, practical, you know, lessons where you, you, you almost see how sometimes Tanakh mirrors what we're going, uh, you know, what we're going through in our lives currently. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really have an, that kind of advice for people. Everybody's just got to do what makes them get through this right now. Um, whether it's, you know, watching their favorite show or reading a book, connecting to their spouse, connecting to their kids. For how me, can we connect to Hashem in this time? I mean, how, how can we not? We, we really noticed at the moment that it's nothing is in our head. Like we're, we have, we're completely out of, out of, you know, we have, are out of options. Basically we right. have to turn to God and say, God, can you get us out of this situation? Because it doesn't seem like, but don't you feel can. like this thing maybe also will turn people into like atheists or not, but like, what is this? Like, yeah. Like, well, why would God do this? Because well, when people say, oh, it's all from Hashem. This is from Hashem. This is a very philosophical question. It's the same yeah, question people ask take... about 
about like why, why did bad the, things? Why, yeah, why did the Holocaust happen? Why did God allow it to happen? Right. And I'm not gonna get into this in detail, but I can recommend if anybody wants to private message you a, a really good shoer on the topic because I won't do it justice. But the fact of the matter is, I'm of the opinion, and I follow a point of view in Hashkafa uh, within Judaism that God um, is not the one who does these things. Um, God does not do evil. And the Torah says everything that God created, it says, and it was good. But when it came to creating Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve did not, was not followed by, and it was good. But they had a choice of doing, of eating from the, you know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, so what was the choice here? So, 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 no, so I'm saying that, that, like, for example, the Nazis, like, it's not that God allowed something like that to happen. It's that there were bad people in this world who chose to do bad. And then the... These are the repercussions. One guy in Wuhan eats, you know, bat soup, and then the rest of the world, you know, there's a it there's a domino, soup? whatever it was. There's just a domino effect. So, so our actions, what this taught is that what this is teaching me at least. This whole Corona thing is that yeah, but for him, that wasn't even considered a bad thing. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the aspect of right of of what we do has repercussions. Yeah, or it's a domino effect or a butterfly oh, for sure. effect, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. So, so like, and things like that are out of our control. They're germs. It's like we're all people. responsible for each other. That's right. like really we're one of the lessons for the planet. I'm getting. We're yeah. responsible for how we treat the planet. We're trying. We're responsible for how we treat other people. Um, and and the, we're basically doing this whole quarantine thing right now because we are. Yeah, we care for other people. Being considerate and, um, and caring. You know, I think, but it's not for ourselves. But but my point about um, you know why these things happen, there's lessons we're going to learn from this that'll stop. You know, history, we have to learn from history or, or else we're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the Holocaust was a terrible thing. And there's no, nothing I could, no spin you could put on it. But at the same time, you know, people will say, hey, look, we had, after two years, we got the land of Israel. And now we have a place that we can actually protect ourselves. And if Israel, you know, when, when, when uh, Theodore Herzl and those came, came after him, before the, uh, Israel became an independent country... Um, they, when they were discussing the idea of Zionism or having our own having our own country, they were, um, you know, they were they were always talking about the fact that you know we need a safe haven, a place to that we can feel safe because Theodore Herzl um, witnessed um, the Dreyfus affair in person and he saw a man who reached the highest heights in French culture, the most cultured of all you know civilization. Even he was subject to anti-Semitism. He was framed. And right. and when he witnessed that, he was like, "Look, we got we need to get our own place." Now, I'm not going to get into the whole Zionism thing. Um, I, I'm obviously a Zionist, but um, I think I think that became a dirty word, unfortunately. But it's it's you know, I, I believe that we need to have a land, religious Zionism, whatever it is. We need to yeah. Everyone deserves to have their own nation, and um, this is going off topic. But why did I even bring this up? I'm not because we thought. said like. <laughs> <laughs> what did I even what? ask you? <laughs> I don't even know who, what I'm ranting about, but it's past midnight and uh, my brain isn't functioning properly. Oh, we said that we're all responsible for each other and what yeah, the so, lessons oh, we learned oh, yeah, yeah. is that so, we have... No, so yeah. I remember now that what I was going to say is that like the land of Israel um, was wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the Holocaust happening. Okay, so, right. Okay, six million died. It's a terrible, horrible thing, but how many millions have been protected ever since? With our, you know, we, we can we should actually protect each other. We can actually defend ourselves. We can yeah. actually have a place to, you know, that that's a safe haven. So. But I have to say, when when we're in the middle, 
a very, very challenging time in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to hear. This is for the best. Yeah. Hashem is doing this for a reason. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't... I believe in human personal responsibility. I mean, I do though. believe... That's a beautiful idea, but, like, when you're in the middle of it, like, you can't see it. The problem, like, the problem with kind of just casting everything off, so like, oh, God will take care of it. Like, I believe that we have responsibility yes. to do things. And I think that's what separates Judaism from other religions, is that... I'm, I'm not going to speak for all religions, but we have to take responsibility for our own actions, right? Nobody died for my sins. No one's... I have to do what... But to make the world a better place. I exactly. need to do my part. So, yes, we exactly. should. We, we expect that from Hashem, but at the same time, we're also like, we got to do stuff on, on our own. Yeah, it's not, just like, it's not just like trust in Hashem, but continue like being a stupid idiot. Well, Or yeah. like doing the same things that you were doing before. Right. It's, um, it's taking responsibility and learning something. Being an active partner with yes. God. Well, I think that that's just to wrap it up because it's getting late. But yeah. Um, Moshe's famous conversation with Hashem um, at Har Sinai, where he he asks God famously, like, "Show me your face." And we know Hashem doesn't actually have a face. Something deeper is going on here. He says, "Show me your face." And Hashem says, "You can't see my face. No, no man, no living man can see me, or no man can see me and live." And uh, and then he says, "You can see the back of me. You can see the mm-hmm. back of my presence." Mm-hmm. So um, I heard a very nice explanation it's a famous explanation that like we don't experience god in our lives physically we don't see god but we experience god through you know the things that happen to us in our lives and and when when do we see god usually not while we're facing god not when we're seeing things happen in real time Mm -hmm. we never see the face of god so to speak in real time we see things that we see the back of him when in hindsight we can piece things together oh i see you know wow. if i didn't do this and this and that i wouldn't have been you know i wouldn't have met my wife or i wouldn't have you right. know, taken that job and that's how that's beautiful you know, that's how I, I look at it is that uh, our relationship with with how we see god and how we experience god is usually in hindsight yeah. and at the moment we just have to have faith that you know yeah of course that, that Something good will happen, but it's all you need. Yeah, we also have to know that we haven't. We really don't have control of our own destiny. Exactly. Only we can only control what we do and hope for the best. But at the end of the day, there's you know there's only so much we can do. So, wow, uh, Benj, we just like there's like so much to talk about, and maybe after this episode, we might do another one because I just I do want to continue on this topic of like control and letting go of control because I think that's a really really hard thing for every human being almost. But we're going to wrap it up because yeah. we've got kiddos waking up at like 7 a.m. And honestly, if, even if we have like one listener, um, I think we should do this. Whether whether no, we have no listeners, we should be doing this because it's, it's healthy to talk about it. Yeah. I think some of the episodes are going to be doing, because it seems like we're in this uh, thing for a while. We're going to be into, <laughs> in this corona thing Can for a while. Can you stop? And, Control. Uh, so we're going to probably have, <laughs> we'll probably be doing this a lot. <laughs> and um, I hope that not every class will be, not every class, not every uh, um, no, podcast no, no. will be this heavy. And, uh, you we know, we'll just play it by ear. Yeah, we got to maybe keep it light sometimes. Please leave uh, comments, guys. Let me know what you think. Yeah, give us suggestions of what we could talk about, topics. Yeah. Um, usually we're probably a lot more, um, I guess, like creative. But at this hour, it's very, very hard. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, we wish all of you luck. Um, whoever's homeschooling your kids, uh, I feel terrible for you. <laughs> Stop it. Um, and it's getting better. It's getting, getting much yeah, better. We're getting used to it. They're getting used to it. But but like, what do we do? Like, could we take them out to like the park? I don't even think we can do that. So yeah. It's just like, it's crazy. One day at a time. Anyway, bye guys. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Bye. Stay safe and stay sane. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. That would mean so much to me. And I would love to hear your feedback about the show and how I can make this better for you. And if you want to learn more about what I do, you can check out my Instagram page at Soul Train KK. Have a great day.